Hello and welcome to the Better of Two Evils, the podcast where two beleaguered public defenders are assigned pop culture clients and forced to prove which one is secretly not awful. This week, 2010 Travolta versus 2010 Cage. My name is Ben Stoddard and my client, John Travolta, is innocent. My name is Stephen Alec and my client, Nicolas Cage, is not guilty. <laughs> my name is Jaden LaBelle and I'll be the proprietor of who is guilty and who is innocent. Yes, uh, our judge this week is a complete badass. Uh, this is Jaden LaBelle, and, and where can people find you? So you were uh, a part of the party in the back with full screen. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm with full screen, with full screen, and we do a lot of fun sketch comedy stuff there. You can check me out there, and also Twitter at Jaden LaBelle. Yeah, you've got to check that out. Uh, it's it's a really funny show run by really funny people. I was a part of it, and it's I, I can't recommend it enough. Well, since Nicolas Cage is clearly the weirder and less defensible person, why don't you start talking? I would like to defend Nicolas Cage. Not the movies <laughs> that he's been in for the last seven years. Today, let it be clear, we are not judging these, these men by their work before 2010. Right. Everything before then is off the table. Completely inadmissible. And I would like to say that Nicolas Cage's career up to now is merely a pretext for what he is, which is the proprietor of a new type of acting, which he refers to as shamanism. It is a botanic form of acting in which he is channeling something else. Now, I am not here to defend USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage. I am not here to defend Season of the Witch. I am not here to defend Drive Angry Shot in 3D. I am not here to defend Vengeance, A Love Story, or Rage. I've seen all these movies. It's been rough. <laughs> I'm here to defend Nicolas Cage as a performer, a man who shows up every single day, nails his lines, is a complete professional, and plays every character to the best of his ability. Now... You bring it up, I will give you $100 if you can define Novo Shamanic Acting. Novo Shamanic Acting. It's clearly the new version of Shamanic Acting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, you have read the Wikipedia too, I see. <laughs> uh, we, well, uh, essentially, he believes that he is uh, 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 channeling something to create his acting style. Uh, what, what, what I will say about him is that no matter what he is in, no matter how he looks, he is always 100% committed and extremely intense. And that's something that is... Uh, so he's this raw form of talent, and under the right director with the right script, he is incredible. And I think he still is incredible. One of the things about him is that is that you look at his entire catalog, and I understand that that is all inadmissible. But what I will say to you is that when he has the right director and the right script, he always fucking nails it. And he proved that in Lord of War. He proved that in Le Leaving Las Vegas. Inadmissible. Fair. But I would, I would put it to you that he proved it again in a little movie called... Ghost Rider 2. Ghost Rider 2 Spirit of Vengeance. I don't... Here's the thing. These are bad movies. He is not bad in them. 
He's chewing the scenery. He's going at it as hard as he can. He shows up on time and knows his lines. <laughs> wow, he he has memorized all of those lines. Give him a bath And the thing about Nicolas Cage is he's so intense that when he's giving 50%, He's giving my one hundred and fifty percent. Now, where do you th- where do you think that comes from? Uh, do, do these shamanic practices also involve just a shit ton of ayahuasca? Uh, <laughs> listen, I'm not going to comment on his brain chemistry <laughs> because I'm not his psychiatrist, nor should I be. <laughs> uh, what I will say is that uh, I think he's developed a style that is unique and singular. That. Uh, has uh, kept him a he has has made him compelling enough to be making you know two or three f- films a year his entire life when most people by 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 his age would have dropped off and should have. <laughs> <laughs> I, here's the thing: I think Nicolas Cage is in a period where um, the culture has shifted away from him. Uh he is still there. He's still doing what he does. And as when the right person comes along, he's going to exhibit a renaissance. I really believe that. I really think he's going to make a big comeback. And I think you see it in his work. Is your argument for Nicolas Cage that he just, maybe he just doesn't know how to read a good script from a bad script? Yes. Okay. I think, I think, and part of that is because of financial troubles. <laughs> okay. oh, I, yeah, oh yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get to personal lives it's next documented. next round. It is documented, okay, and that's fine. If by documented you mean a bunch of people had to write shit down because the IRS came for his blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The IRS did take his blood. <laughs> and they promptly threw it away because it's radioactive. <laughs> He really, he really has fucking done like five movies a year. He's done a lot. He's that done is lot. insane. He works constantly, and I think that for some people, he's he's a bit like a at this point he's he's shifted over to being like a journeyman actor, where he is just a work a day. I'm going to show up on set. I'm going to fucking nail this, you know. Point, and um, you know he's done sort of the same. There are literally 29 movies on this list between 2010 and 2017. Yeah. He really is doing at least four a year. Yes. Well, I somewhat argue that that is because he has a tax lien <laughs> on, on his income by the IRS. Uh, I, that is part of it. Um, the other part of it is that... Uh, you know, maybe he's just a real hard actor. Have you done four movies a year? I have not done one movie Since a year. Twenty ten? No, I I haven't. I don't think any of us have. So so I'm just saying that should be defendable because he not because for the love of movies or that he as an actor you don't think that from two in 2010 that because of maybe this alleged maybe leaning in because of money purposes that he would just hone in like he would just he would just phone in the these movies that he was in 2010 and that's defendable uh i don't well no i think what he brings to the table is a type of professionalism and intensity i think he does the best job he can with what he's given which is what every actor i know has to do you know uh 
and he's he's not at a place where he can pick like the top leading roles anymore so he does the best that he possibly can with what he's given and i think that's admirable you know that's a that is a work a day journeyman actor uh you know, same same as anybody. You know, I'm an I'm you know uh, uh, an editor. Uh, I don't get to work on Mother, unfortunately. I would like to. Maybe I will. Until then, I work on the stuff that I do. I'm about to go to fire training in November. I don't get to choose which fire I get to work on. All fires matter. All fires matter. All fires matter, Ben. Could you imagine if you got to pick the fires you worked on? You that would like, be the high profile fires. How cool would that be if I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrity f- firefighter. See what we need to Don't do. Don't call me if it's not fucking Yellowstone. <laughs> what we see the problem is like with this whole all fires thing. Like it's being spread uh, too evenly by the government. What we need are free market solutions to getting these fires <laughs> put out. I'm saying if we if we pay for these fire people in selective areas, you know, we can get the right fires put out. You know, in the order in which they need to be dealt with. Did you know that there's a there's a, a thing in Northern California called a Lear team, where if you're operating an un like a um, uh, an unlicensed marijuana crop, they will send in a helicopter full of like former army rangers and just burn your fucking crop to the ground in the middle of the night. Wow, it's real, and it's a private company that does it. We live in a hellscape. <laughs> Uh, Dar- okay. d- darkest timeline. Okay. Millennials are like the new sort of like uh, American terrorism. They're like, oh, millennials are at it again, ruining shopping malls <laughs> and fracking for everyone. <laughs> uh, speaking speaking of marijuana, and we're jumping uh, a little bit ahead into 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 John Tra- into John Travolta. Um, when they uh, he was in a really lovely uh, 2012 film called Savages, directed by Oliver Stone. I will. Okay, we're gonna get to a knife later because Savage is a lovely film. It's a lovely film. The only film I've ever seen where the threesome was boring. <laughs> I mean, you know, so, sometimes geometry just goes bad. Sometimes you can't get an actress to take off her shirt during a three-way scene. Uh, sure. I mean, you know, are you saying she should have been forced to, Stephen? No, no, I respect her decision. I'm just saying that if you can't make it hot, don't have it. Maybe should have wound up on the floor. <laughs> In that, this is why I beat Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> uh, you only beat Fifty Shades because of weird vampiric age laws. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen uh, Savages, Jaden? I have not seen Savages. So in Savages, there is a gigantic grow operation. Um, and originally, uh, they had like a Malibu house and they literally just filled it with actual live marijuana plants because we're in California. We can do whatever the fuck we want. And uh, Oliver Stone was like, oh, yeah, like it's going to it'll be super rad. We're just going to have real we're going to have real plants. And then he and then he said, and I quote, I guess Universal had some fucking problem with it or something. <laughs> so, there's some law about it that we can't film it. So they then burned them all down and replaced them with uh, fake plants. They are real strict. So in, it doesn't in, surprise me. They're not some like mom and pop operation. Their rules are rules. In Universal's defense, um, 
I don't think the pitch of, hey, we're going to grow like 30 tons of weed would have, yeah, would have gone super, but super great. they're precious about even like their minions. Like I've worked with their minions and they're very, they take them very seriously in the, in the hours in which you were allowed to work and have the said minions. Oh yeah. And they talk to them as like real people. <laughs> John Travolta. <laughs> okay. Uh, John Travolta, unlike Nicolas Cage, has not made 50 fucking movies a year. What John Travolta has done has a age gracefully he is sunsetting beautifully the way that an actor should i he, wish the, the audience could see the look on my face right now <laughs> sunsetting beautifully sunsetting beautifully john, john travolta ha, john travolta has uh discovered sort of his own niche and he is and he is just taking taking more and more roles in in this little corner and and developing it, what he what it turns out he is really uh, great at playing is sort of uh, an eccentric uh, like fallen government figure or sort of ex uh, ex mercenary things like that. He he basically keeps going back to you could argue going back to the same well, but from Paris uh, from Paris with Love and Savages and the Taking of Pelham one two three. I mean, these are he is playing uh, the same kind of character and getting better and better at it each and every time. I, wow, I'm just gonna. I would just like to, as a counter argument, his eyebrows in American Crime Story, the O.J. Simpson trial, where he was playing Robert Shapiro and looked nothing like Robert Shapiro. That is that is not a problem of his. That is, you are shitting on uh, hair, makeup, and wardrobe, and you know it. <laughs> Those are hardworking people, Steve. I just wish that he would let go of his hair. I wish. Just, <laughs> I wish he would just step out and be like, "I'm a bald man." No, I am bald. No, I have a I have a significantly better solution. He needs to start wearing his hair like he does in Battlefield Earth. He needs to bring the dreadlocks back. <laughs> You want to relitigate Battlefield Earth? Yeah. I, hey, look. If John Travolta showed up tomorrow wearing those six-inch raver boots and dreadlocks, you're telling me you wouldn't think it was fucking awesome? Okay. Yes, I would. But would it be appropriate on like the set of the O.J. Simpson trial? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Why not? Let's get weird with it. <laughs> I mean, it needs to be pointed out he was nominated for several awards for his uh, his performance as Robert Shapiro. Was he? Yes, he absolutely was. I did not know that. Best, uh, best supporting actor. Yeah, it was very good. It was it was actually really nice to, to see him in that and acting with other strong actors, too. He wasn't like... he was, It wasn't just like the John Travolta show, which I feel like a yeah. lot of his movies, even in, in the past and in the present, like 2010 and on, was sort of like, it's John Travolta's show, and he played really nice. So that's that's admirable, I think, being teamwork. Uh, th no, that that is that is the entirety of John Travolta. Like like I said, he he has made a few select movies. Uh, uh, he has not made five hundred over the last seven well, years because like he's not as hardworking. Um, all right, let's let's get in. Let's get into the dirt. Um, Do it. Nicholas Cage, uh, somewhat famously, uh, decided to not pay his taxes for a while. I wouldn't say that he decided not to. I would say that he maybe trusted the wrong accountant. I, 
if your accountant says, no, you don't have to pay any taxes this year, <laughs> that's a little bit on you. He, that, that's like when the guy says, oh, yeah, these speakers fell off the truck. I know what I'm buying. Uh, he went to the UCLA School of Theater, not the UCLA School of How to Pay Your Taxes, Ben. <laughs> Which I'm sure is an actual school someplace. <laughs> the best part about this is in order to pay off part of his tax lien is he he sold uh, part of his comic book collection, yeah. including Action Comics number one, mm-hmm. which is the for the original Superman comic yeah, book. For $2.6 million. It was record setting. Do you know what else he did? He found out that a dinosaur skull that he had bought... Uh, was sourced illegally from <laughs> Mongolia. And you know what he did? That. He gave it back to Mongolia free of charge. That is that is, uh, that is very kind of him to give back something that he bought off of the back, something that fell off a truck. <laughs> the back of the Mongolia. Yeah, the, you know that truck that just transports like uh, ancient skulls. <laughs> he is an extremely... He's known it's as... has got a big old British flag on the side. <laughs> the Union Jack. It's just a bunch of British guys are like, who wants an artifact? <laughs> We're all, they're like on their way to the British Museum and like the truck's too heavy, so they gotta sell what's on top. Yeah. Hey everybody hey, look, uh I, I worked at a sunglass side. I I know you know, sometimes you gotta make a little extra scratch. <laughs> Speaking of skulls, uh when Nicolas Cage dies, he's going to be buried in a pyramid he has commissioned for himself. They're I, are you <laughs> suggesting that is some form of tort and that I need to defend that? That's fucking awesome. You know who else is buried in a fucking pyramid? Pharaohs. You know who else is buried in a pyramid? The first governor of Arizona. True fact. He's got a... He's got a pyramid by the Phoenix Zoo. That's fantastic. There's also there is a there's a pyramid at uh, Hollywood Forever. I've never actually looked to see who it is though. It's probably Nicolas Cage's. No, well, that's what I thought, but then I looked it up. Nicolas Cage's pyramid is somewhere. It's like in Florida or somewhere weird. I bet it's in Giza. <laughs> yeah, just a, just like a little one right next to the big pyramids, and you walk by and it's like, remember me. Myself, uh, what he did with with his religion. I mean, yes, he is a Scientologist. It's a little weird, but in the name of Scientology, in 2010, admissible after the Haiti earthquake, he flew a se- his own 707. He is a very rich man. He <laughs> he flew his own Boeing 707 full of supplies into Haiti, uh, like essentially by himself. Uh, you know, to do religious uh, goodwill. Oh, that's that's really impressive. Um, Nicolas Cage has also done a lot of uh, charitable giving. In fact, I can talk about it right as soon as I scroll up. <laughs> we we got to get your phone on the Wi-Fi, dog. Yeah, no, it no, it's 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 it is. It's just um, oh, let's let's talk about how um, he has uh, given money to the United Negro College Fund um, and to the Royal United Hospital. Uh, Forever Friends appeal to build intensive care units for babies. Uh, let's talk about his um, two hundred million dollars to Amnesty International for them to use to offer rehabilitation shelters, medical services, and psychological I believe that and reintegration. Services. Because we're both cheating, that definitely reads two million, not two hundred million. No, uh, did I say two hundred million? I think so. I heard it two hundred million, but I caught it. Okay. Well, also, Nicholas Cage, as previously established does not have 200 million dollars. He was worth 125 million at the peak of his career. Uh, and still couldn't pay his fucking taxes. 
He put his faith in the wrong accountant because he is an actor. He has he has put all of his time and professional abilities into uh, his craft and not into uh, finding a good accountant. <laughs> I'm sorry, he didn't go to accounting school. One of my favorite things about John, uh, or I'm sorry, about Nicolas Cage um, that I absolutely love is he is a member of a secret society known as the Sons of Lee Marvin. And this is true. So the Sons <laughs> the sons of Lee Marvin... It would be a weird thing for you to make up. This, yeah. And this is 100% true. This yeah. is true. It would be real weird if I just thought of that. There is a secret society called the Sons of Lee Marvin, and they have a business card, and it includes Nicolas Cage... Jim Jarmusch, um, uh, I believe David Lynch is a member, I believe. Of course. Uh, I believe Tom Waits is a member. Of course. Of course he is. <laughs> but you have to be offbeat, you have to be a weirdo, and you have to look like you could possibly be uh, the son of Lee Marvin. And they have secret meetings where they watch Lee Marvin movies. And have bad hair, I'm guessing. All these people have like look like they were struck by lightning. It's like their hair. David Lynch has amazing hair. His hair is like it. Yeah, it's amazing, but it's amazing in like a wild sort of. It is voluminous. Like n- not going full Tim Burton. Okay, like, that's fair. That is okay. Is that is all fair. of their hair. I don't think Tom Waits has terrible hair. I don't. I don't think I can. Like I picture him in a hat. Oh, he's always that's got true. a hat. He always on. has a hat. Yeah. He's like the only What's under man. there? Oh god. <laughs> it's just a tiny just, just, a, just a smaller Tom Waits. That's yeah, playing a piano, playing a toy piano. <laughs> All right, it is getting to be that time. We it, it comes down to the final vote. It is up to you, Jaden. Who reigns supreme? 2010 John Travolta or 2010 Nicolas Cage. Oh man, this is really hard cuz uh, I was really split down the middle with the, uh, you know, their personal lives versus their professional lives and I felt that uh John Travolta's professional life was 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 something that I which I think he he uh he cultivates in such a in such a good way and I think he holds him and I loved him I loved him in the the new OJ or the the latest OJ a document OJ 2 electric boogaloo yeah there you go OJ 2 <laughs> American crime story the OJ Simpson trial there you go the, the, the acted one not the documentary it one it is a series by the way yeah right it was a uh, like episodes long. no but I'm saying that there's going to be another oh they're going to do more they're going to do American, more crime shit yeah the, it's because it's the same people who do American Horror Story it's Ryan Murphy oh well that's awesome and they're doing uh, Katrina next interesting interesting huh yeah huh why the huh huh, huh. I mean huh. it's I'm I'm sure. Yeah. I would have voted for the Menendez brothers personally, but <laughs> Aren't they do uh, aren't they doing that right now? That's being done by a different production company. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking true crime so hot right now. True crime from 20 years ago is gigantic. Okay. Okay. Uh this is this was really hard for me actually. I didn't think this was going to be I was going to be so emotionally invested in this decision. Um and I'm basing my decision purely on which person, because of this information, I would rather be trapped in an elevator with. <laughs> um, and I'm going with Nicolas Cage. I'd rather be trapped in an elevator with Nicolas Cage. Yes! Yes! I think that is, I think that is crazy talk. I think that would be an amazing time. I think he would be fantastic to hang out with. 
Yeah, I feel like John Travolta a little bit. I'd be like, we'd say like two words and be like, and then it would just. And then it would be quiet. Nicholas Cage won't shut the fuck up. I'm okay with that though. I'd like like. He's got interesting stories though. Yeah, you just have to figure out which ones are true and which ones are peyote <laughs> hallucinations. If you want, I actually ran into him at a pet store in Vegas, and it Nick, was. Please yeah. tell me he was buying something. We were holding a monkey. We like, you're like. Oh, Jay, maybe, maybe it wasn't a monkey. Maybe it was like one of those, what are those little, like, little flying rat things? Oh, uh, a sugar like, glider. Yeah, something like that. Like, we were so, oh, God, it was years ago when I was like a kid. I wasn't even old enough really to be like hanging out in Vegas, but we were both like an exotic pet store together. Uh, I could, I'll send that photo in. I'll send, <sighs> I'll send that. We could use that. <laughs> please, tell please me. send that photo. I, I don't bet know it was, if he bought them animal, but. I bet he was buying uh, food for his, because doesn't he have like a really famous bow constructor? I, I mean, there's no way that man doesn't own reptiles. <laughs> He owns a few iguanas. When you think of the kind of guy who owns lizards, it's Nicholas, Nicholas Kate. Like he's their leader. <laughs> he is the model from which all other reptile owners are wrought. He's the only actor who can tell an alligator what to do, and it. Does. <laughs> well, thank you. Volta eats farts. <laughs> <laughs> it's his primary food source. Can we go out on that? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Jay, thank you again for coming and judging yeah, these thank you these. For where can Two legions of find industry. You? Uh, people can find me uh, on the internet if you just uh, go to the internet. I'm probably on there somewhere <laughs> in some form. Uh, you can check me out at uh, at full screen. Full screen would be uh, you know you could check out all my super funny uh, bits that I do, and you can go to Twitter and Instagram. I really like Instagram. I have fun on that. Uh, Tumblr for for those people. I love Tumblr. So just just follow, you know what? Fuck all those other things. Follow me on Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> uh, follow us on, I believe we are... At Two Evils Pod. At Two Evils Pod. Pretty uh, much on all platforms. Check us out on www.thebetteroftwoevils.com. And also, uh, our cover art was done by Sarah Williamson. She's Thank on, you, Sarah. Yeah, she is an incredible artist. So if you need an illustrator or you want a portrait done of your girlfriend or something. Is she the one that did the the, yeah. the the commission that you did for you and your lady? Yes. Does she do nudes? I'm, ooh. Boy, I we do not know. I don't, I don't know. You'd have to this ask This is a her. question you should be, I mean, your audience might have this question. I'm going to text her right now. We'll, we'll, we'll ADR uh, it <laughs> do in. Do you do... Uh, Send nude portraits. Yeah. <laughs> nude portraits. <laughs> How, how, let me, just this question, hypothetically. Okay, so I don't believe in, I don't, I think sending a dick pic is a bad idea, but what about a dick portrait? That would be impressive. I mean, you still shouldn't do it. <laughs> Definitely, as, as a policy, we have to say we do not support unsolicited sending of any of that sort of thing. Exactly, but what if it was solicited? Oh yeah, oh yeah, if somebody, if you ask somebody for a nude and they send back a a nude portrait they painted themselves oh, and or had commissioned. That's the extra mile. I don't know. Then I feel like if that happened to me, speaking as the woman of the three yeah, of us. Thank you. Uh, I'm a girl, by the way, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> uh, but uh, um, I would know that that, had, that didn't go to me first. That wasn't <laughs> just for me. Uh, like there's, the, there's a thing that guys do where like they send their workout progress. And I'm like, how many people did you send that to? Uh, like, I know you're... You know, like looking, just trying to, you know. So, so the the it needs to be a portrait of the dick and also 
of the the front page of the newspaper for that day. Yes. <laughs> like a, and, and, and your and your like and your name. Yeah, like a timestamp or yeah. some sort of a, a Verit code down at the bottom. Yeah, exactly. I would need that because then because uh, I'm like I'm not trying to, you know, be flattered by like something you just kind of have on like a reused I guess, you know what though, if you put that, you probably put a lot of money in that. You should be able to use that like three or four times at least. 